understand. Guido Juice said Gorilla big sense of humor. Likes to party. This pumps frolic isn't a jerk off. A door cat pays for meals. Smells good. Ninfa likes pickles. Takes on interest into my hobbies. Very protect not so serious. Romantical likes to sleep in. Gorilla Juice Cast. Gorilla Juice Cast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Gorilla Juice Cast, your number one source for Jersey Shore related discussion. My name is Sam and getting creepy with me for the final episode of season one is Jared. Hi, I'm Jared. I'm a really big fan of the Jersey Shore. I consider myself a reality TV junkie. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to talking today to you both about the final episode of the Jersey Shore. And Jackson. Closing time. Thank you to our Juicehead friends from all around this world. So the episode wow. wrapped up pretty Closing nicely today. Time. What you guys think? <laughs> Turn up all your volume to the highest that you can bear. I'm just going to let that Closing marinate. time. <laughs> Listen to your favorite podcast as you wipe away those tears. Is it going to keep going? Closing time. <laughs> All the shore is crying because the season finale is here. Certainly it doesn't I know who I want to hear on my drive home. Yeah. I know who I want to hear playing throughout my home. The entire home. I know who I want to hear talk about the Jersey Shore. Gorilla Juice cast. Hi, uh, I'm Hello, this is Jackson. So we could just cut around that whole bit because that was kind of embarrassing for me. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we could just snip all around that. There's plenty. I think of that room. we should just leave you saying this portion of it in. Uh huh. Maybe. I'm editing this episode and the whole thing staying in. <laughs> Man, I made a huge fucking mistake. <laughs> Especially the realization part that's happening right now. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the final episode of the first season of the Jersey Shore. Man. Oh, thank God, it's the finale. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, my. God oh. bless me. God bless me, it's the finale. God bless me. God oh, bless man. us. Uh, so this is the, the season man. finale of uh, season one. Yeah, this was a pretty straightforward episode. They just kind of, a lot of recaps, a lot of flashbacks. So I guess we'll just fucking drool into our mics during those parts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, how overall. It, how much of it do you think is fatigue? Like th like trying to imagine how strenuous it is to watch all of this. Yeah. Uh -huh. And like I mean, try we to just did, it so and, you don't have to think about it. it. Well, yeah, I know. But like for the viewer. Who, oh. might, who might be listening but not watching along? Mm -hmm. um, it's like it's like a crazy endurance race to try to get through all this. I never thought of that point because, like, so from our perspective, yeah. we're watching an episode, yeah, and then we're recording, talking about it. Yeah. Uh, our listeners are watching an episode, yeah, and then listening to a recording that's longer than the episode, yeah. most likely. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I do think though. That to be fair, if if you think about like a like a like a scene from a movie or something that's like mm -hmm. a minute long, you can have a conversation about that for like five minutes. Yeah. So I think it I think it makes sense. Yeah. The amount, Enough, of... but that is like four hours of Jersey content. If you watch the episode and <laughs> listen to us talk for two hours and yeah. forty five minutes. 
the amount of Jersey content that everyone is subjecting themselves to, either by listening to our wonderful program or us making it ourselves and watching the show, it's a lot. There's a lot to all of this. Yes. It's a lot to digest. It is a lot emotionally to take in, like an emotional, like I just feel emotionally fatigued, like just going, oh my God, like every two seconds. Yes. To like what's happening on the screen. Yeah. As we do watch it, Sam's just constantly pulling his hair out, screaming, oh my God, and we have to mute him. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's kind of like the show is like a like a like a raw geode that you, is that what they're called? <laughs> like uh, the rocks with crystals. Yeah, that's in them? what they're called. But I don't know if you call them raw. <laughs> a ra- <laughs> like, raw geode. You got any of them raw geodes? You mean a geode? <laughs> our role is to break those geodes open so it goes from one rock to many rocks, but we find hmm. the specific ones and curate them for you. Yeah, yeah in our old timey Silver Dollar City. <laughs> Uh, side of the road shack that we have. Yeah, <laughs> these yeah, geodes oh, are going to be worth something uh, soon. Says says uh, my uncle to my <laughs> young self. Howdy, y'all! Welcome to JJS Content Mining. <laughs> We're just whacking away at that 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 limestone and granite that make up the fucking situation's forehead. <laughs> and we're just mining all that content right out of it. There are our geode store is our front for our Bitcoin mining operation. Not <laughs> going on in the back. Why does a I'll, geode store need all these video and graphics processors? What is uh-huh. <laughs> I would say we. I I think it's pretty locked in at this point that we are craftsmen of the uh, podcast trade. Like we're yes. masters of our work. So yeah. I could totally see us like at a Silver Dollar City. Or like one of those old timey, or like a Renaissance fair, <laughs> yeah. where we're con- we're conducting a podcast, and then there's people standing behind a glass wall staring at us like we're like a gorilla at a zoo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all for enjoying the Gorilla Juice Cast. If you get a minute, stop by Bob's Glass Blowing next door. Um, <laughs> he's doing a, a tutorial on how to make a rain meter I, out of I blown think glass. It's interesting. That the two old timey things you could think of was the Renaissance Fair and the Silver Dollar City, because those are both the celebration of white culture. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. Well, do we want to uh, invade a, uh, another culture celebration? It'd be like, we'll have an exhibit here. Don't worry, we'll take it. We'll take oh, that, it away. That's also celebrating white culture, Jackson. Don't you know anything about history? <laughs> uh, you know all the old timey uh, vocations, glass blowing horseshoeing podcasting yes uh-huh. <laughs> um yep yep uh ezekiel over there digs outhouses <laughs> and these boys make digital ones uh-huh dig- oh we should have named our thing digital outhouse <laughs> that's a good ska band yeah it is. <laughs> uh before we jump into this episode i want to make an emergency announcement uh my upstairs neighbors just started fucking Okay, uh, oh. but he doesn't last long, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, man, those are some thin ceilings you got. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I can hear it. the 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 very tiny whimpers of uh, his bed creaking. So, uh huh, you can see the ceiling bending. Yes, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. That was just my office chair. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, if you hear an office chair like creaking, it's Jared's neighbors fucking each other. So yeah, just we're just gonna make it canon. Yeah, it's not that the podcast is haunted. It's <laughs> it's uh, 
It's Sam's. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What was the joke? <laughs> it's, Jared's. it's my fat ass. Jared's up, upstairs neighbors. Right. Uh, and then uh, yeah, their other Abe, neighbors. That's what it is. That's cool. I don't know if we're coming, if we're going to be able to, if we're going to have another season after this, like a season two. I'm not familiar with the show enough to know. Mm-hmm. Well, whether or not Jersey Shore is going to have a season two, uh, we are. So yeah. we'll, we'll see you next Wednesday. Hopefully Why? there's some material for us to to talk about. Well, next Wednesday, we're not we're not doing season two, episode one. We're going to do like a like what we like a, a, a wrap them up for us. Right. Oh, yeah. Like a, re- a retrospective. I yeah. need some I need some time to process what I've witnessed over this last season. So there will be a new episode next Wednesday, but it's going to be us talking about like like what Sam said. It's like us processing everything that happened. It's like yes. uh, it's important when you experience trauma to process it properly. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to war, Sam. <laughs> We've been to war on the shore. Yeah, that's what it feels like. We're far from done. We're just getting started. Mm. Yeah. Can't get rid of us that easily. Man, I wish we could, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is season one, episode nine. That's how the shore goes, season finale. And uh, we started off with a little bit of a recap of the famous fight from episode eight. Nine. Seven. No, episode eight. Six. So episode six. Too many fights to keep track of. The initial fight happens in seven, and then it happens again in eight, and then it happens again in nine, right? It's all it's all one thing in my brain. I think they, they tease it at the end of seven, maybe. Episode eight was one shot. I think it uh, fully plays out in seven, and then they do uh, an extended cut with the, the wrecking crew comes in and tries to solve the problem, and then episode nine, they did the cut from seven again but this takes place like 20 minutes after like episode nine starts 20 minutes after the fight so i don't recall exactly how episode eight went but i'm pretty sure the fight was in episode eight because it was called seven well they teased it in seven they tickled it okay yeah ronnie was tickling us with his fists Mm. tenderizing our meat but episode eight was one shot one shot only takes one shot one shot, sleeping on the concrete. Mm-hmm. Face down, dead as a doorknob. Face down, ass up. That's the way Ronnie fucks him up. That's all I gotta say. Uh, does sound like the neighbor just got wrapped up, though. Uh, that was like a two-minute fuck session, so I think that's a new record. Oh, Good man, for him. Yeah. I, uh, I interpreted wrapped up in a different way at first. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the bang's gone, though, so... Uh, now we can get back to work. <laughs> oh, shit. My neighbors are fucking. <laughs> oh, man. Except for you live in a hostel. Uh-huh. I live There's... in a funeral parlor. I really... Stoneface Greg is really going to work up there. <laughs> I really like watching that dude that Ronnie decked uh, lay on the ground, mm-hmm. passed out. I like that they show it t- two times. I think that was smart. Yeah. yeah. They, they almost had to send him to my brother's funeral parlor. <laughs> <laughs> that guy could have died. He, he said he got a hit in his face, right? Or was it his yeah. head? He got or did he hit, say uh, where he hit him at? He just said one punch. He's okay, I would assume it would shot. be a hit then. He's like Ronnie, one punch man. He's got like stupid gloves on. And he punches yes. people and they die. Uh-huh. He did get one punch in on him though. I, I think uh, he had he punched him, but he also had a hundred bill, a hundred dollar bill, like in his clenched fist. They mm. let go into the guy's mouth, and he like swallowed it, and he's like, "Okay, I got gotcha. you." He laid down. Yeah, 
What? A, and he was just yeah. doing it to impress Sammy, and the police don't understand it. Mm-hmm. See, Sammy, I do it to other people too. Man, wouldn't it's it be normal. Great? Wouldn't it be great if the fights were scripted and you, it was like clearly scripted, like really bad, like worse than like Walker Texas Ranger style, like street karate. Yeah, uh, and it was just Ronnie trying to roundhouse kick some guy, and you could see him like missing him, and the guy just turning his head and like slapping his leg. If they framed every fight that Ronnie gets into, like they pull the camera back and it's like a Mortal Kombat layout <laughs> with like one dude on the left and another dude on the right, I think that'd be pretty sweet. All right. So what would Ronnie's fatality be? Uh, definitely not friendship. Isn't there a fatality in that called friendship? Is there? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Where you like give the opponent like a thing of roses and a bear and you don't kill him. Oh, that's in the new DLC. That, that was in that. I mean, 11. that's a thing that's been around, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no it's in the new that. DLC too, but it's been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't. know I that. thought. I think it goes back to like the the third or fourth game, to be honest. Well, if it was but, a brutal, if it was a brutal fatality, what do you think it would be? Uh, he would pull like he would pull the person's like spine out uh-huh. up through the top of their head uh-huh. with their brain attached to it, and he like plucks the brain off, uh-huh. puts it in a blender with the rest of the Ron Ron juice ingredients. Oh. Oh, blends good. it and then drinks it. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was good. I think he would uh, grab a box of their belongings and then throw it all over a deck. Oh, he and would then, take their glasses off and smash it. Yeah, and then uh, the opponent would be like, "My whole life was in there." Yeah, <laughs> and then he'd be me. like, "Ronnie, you're literally an abusive person." He's like, "You did this to me. You started it." Mm-hmm. This is spoilers for another season. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Ronnie would uh, scream, I told you everything, and then rip your ears off <laughs> and then feed them to you. You're, he, okay. he did it. That's good. Yeah. He's like, I got to hide. I got to hide what you heard. Yes. Or Ronnie would just turn a person inside out like a glove, <laughs> but it'd be very nonchalant about it. It's just normal. <laughs> like e- easy. Just ugh. Ugh. Uh, so I guess like speaking of turning everything inside out, uh, the night was definitely <laughs> turned inside out. And yeah. so D- Demetrios was Demetrios. Uh, present during all of this. Right. But we don't see him in the, the beginning stinger. Yeah, because uh, he was in a mirror. That was a reflection. Mm-hmm. Of oh, Demetrios. yeah, that's true. He was so the guy. with the, him. <laughs> he, he was the guy with the scythe standing next to the guy who got punched. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that. uh <laughs> fuck i just imagined him like demetrios but like in that situation but it was the grim reaper from bill and ted's bogus journey Mm. Uh uh-huh like rapping that dude that has all those pieces of gum stuck to his head yeah that's what you look like to me Uh uh-huh man (laughs) that was a that was great yeah demetrios looks like the vampires from the second Blade movie that's faces, like they open up horizontally or vertically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, so as a recap to the audience, in case you didn't listen to the last episode, <laughs> Demetrios is a vampire that <laughs> Snooki met at a bar in the middle of the night, but he, he instead of fangs, he has two syringes in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you want to hear more Demetrios lore, you should go back to that episode. Yeah, the last, like, Half hour of the episode is us just talking about Demetrios, and that's about it. We're like uh, the Clive, uh, or what, Bram Strokers? I almost said Clive Barker. Yeah, I think, the, I think it's the, Stoker. The, 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 is it Stroker or Stoker? Stoker? It's probably Stoker. Yeah. 
The I think Clive that's Barker. like a candy brand. You're thinking of Brock's. You're thinking of Russell Stover. Oh, Russell yeah, yeah, Stover. Yeah. Russell Strover's Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Dracula. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah it's all stupid. <laughs> we are the Van Helsings of Demetrios style vampires now. We know everything would, there is to know about them. If I was going to be Demetrios, I'd be wearing the full pilgrim hat. I would have the long brown trench coat on that has like patches on it and uh, like the ruffled shirt and then like a compact crossbow and then the big stupid boots that look like Renaissance festival boots. Yeah. I could see but, yeah. that being like a strong look at the club. Yeah, I think it'll look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Demetrios is not present though in this flashback that I could tell, uh, which is kind of a bummer, but I bet after that punch, he was like, I'm sorry, Snooky, I can't bang you out tonight. Uh-huh. We're captivated by Demetrios. Yeah, uh, we're very Demetrios. We're very I'll look you up on Demetrios. Twitter later and see if we can get a follow back. Ronnie has to go to pr- jail for the night, right? <laughs> Allegedly, yeah, just Allegedly, for, just for just for a while. Uh, he uh gets arrested. He's put in the back of a cop car, and Sammy is pretty upset about it. I guess. Mm. Uh, which Allegedly. I mean, uh, retrospectively, I think that that's probably the happiest moment, right? Like seeing somebody that's like a piece of shit get arrested. It's pretty great. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was nice. I, I really liked they had like a walk of shame back to the to the, the shore house uh, mm. on the street with nobody. Oh, yeah. But I really like the exchange that Snooki and Sammy had back inside of the shore house where she's like, should I call 911? <laughs> Snooki <laughs> said that, right? She's like, should I yeah. call 911? And Sammy's like, don't call 911. <laughs> I think that's for like emergencies or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this, oh, you don't see this emergency. as an emergency, Sammy? I mean, not really. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they uh, had to call the 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 actual station, which is a different number. That wasn't yeah. in their Rolodex of Mike's uh, uh, <laughs> victims. Yeah. Guys, they have they have no idea what the word justice means. They they're not familiar with it at all. Not yet. No. I mean, they're gonna be nowadays. They are with the justice system now. Yeah, they're they're all about it. Yes. They're like, you know, let's tell the line a little bit. But uh-huh. I Snooky calls the police station. Uh and they say Ronnie's bail will be set at six thirty AM uh the next morning. And then they're like, Oh, it's only three thirty AM. Was it three thirty? I'm sorry, I thought it was five o'clock. It was no, 30, it was three It was three thirty. Okay. 3:30, they're like, We only have three hours. Uh we can wait three hours. Ronnie could defend himself for three hours. <laughs> Could Maybe. you imagine being fucking shit faced drunk, sitting for three hours in like the like the the drunk tank at the police station and getting let out? Like that's just mm-hmm. like a bad dream. That's he didn't learn anything. No, that makes me really mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did not get. Uh, wasn't much of a punishment. Um, no, if anything, he got off probably the easiest that anybody's ever gotten off for assaulting someone. Yeah. Yeah, they said, hey, uh, you're free to go, and uh, here's a peace tea. Mm-hmm. They gave <laughs> him a peace tea. And they, they handed him a big-ass peace tea. He was just walking around drinking it. Oh, dude, you got, do you have anything other than Caddyshack? I just, I'm not a fan of the, the tea-lemonade combo. <laughs> I think that's what they call it, because they can't use Arnold Palmer, because Arizona owns the rights to that poor dead man. <laughs> <laughs> I do like... Uh, uh, Arizona's Arnold Palmer's more. Yeah, dude, I'm a I'm a lunatic for Arnold Palmer's. Those are good. I just I also like just making my own. Yeah, those are good. One Long Island Arnold Palmer, please. Oh, uh huh. Where'd you get the 
Arnold Palmer's secret recipe, Sam. <laughs> From his crypt. <laughs> I broke into Arnold Palmer's crypt <laughs> and stole it out of his breast pocket. Yes. He's standing there like the fucking, the, like the, uh, he looks, he looks the like the keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, uh, but instead I, of a, a fu- he's got a fucking golf club in his hand still. Yeah. When I, when I grabbed the, uh, the piece of paper out of his breast pocket, a skeletonized hand grabbed my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like lightning and, uh, I woke up in bed in a, in a, in a, in a sweat. Yeah, I, was, mm-hmm. I woke up. I was sleeping. It was all a dream, and then I looked on my nightstand, and there was the recipe. That's pretty uh-huh. sweet. You had to take his uh, PGA Tour uh, winner certificate from 1967, <laughs> and then pour lemon juice on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, I wow! To, so uh... it's just lemonade <laughs> and tea mixed together, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of work. Man, you've made a lot of money on that, big guy. Man, uh, whew. That's like he was like the guy who goes to the gas station and mixes all the sodas together because he's like <laughs> he's the guy that goes to the gas station and mixes all the gasoline. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's not going to do anything <laughs> different than uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't originally Arnold Palmer's recipe. All right, it was. It's been instilled in certain prophets throughout history. Oh, okay. it, was, it was actually first drunk uh, at the Last Supper. Out mm. of uh, the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yes. Out of the Holy Skull of Jesus Christ. It's the Holy <laughs> Ratio. Uh, was... 40% uh, <laughs> lemonade, 60% tea. I thought it was 50-50. It, it, was, it was given to uh, Da Vinci and later mm-hmm. uh, Da Vinci and Nostradamus. And they were yes. able to uh, come up with great scientific discoveries and uh, prophecies based on its ratio. Uh-huh. Yes. And then finally it was given to Sam and he hasn't done a jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> Except sip on it in my free time. Uh-huh. That's yeah. good. For some reason it's on the back of that fucking PGA tour certificate and I still need to go get Benjamin Franklin's glasses to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to break in the fucking Smithsonian. Um, that's just great. It's cool that like when you die, it's just going to be shaved into your back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just so you all know, uh, Arnold Palmer's uh, former residence is a lot easier to break into than the Smithsonian. So, I believe it. Um, I had some problems in the Smithsonian. I was running into fucking uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, um, that's pretty sad. <laughs> like, what are, what are, what, he's, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I need this, Ben. <laughs> uh-huh. he's, like, he's like, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. He's like, have it back tomorrow. I was like, okay, thanks. Uh-huh, I've been... Making out with that cave woman statue for hours. <laughs> it's, it's not coming to life yet. I thought I had to kiss all the all the museum stuff and they'd come to life. That's the that's the yeah, that's I've been the real story. All those mummies. That's, that, that, that's the real story that the that the night at the museum franchise is actually based on. Uh huh. There was just a creepy night watchman that would kiss all the uh, exhibits because in yeah. his brain they would come to life. Yeah, he kissed all those moe fucking, heads. Yeah, someone uh someone heard uh that creepy pasta and then they turned it into a movie for children. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> the police show up and they're like, uh, put down the artifact and he's like shaking his head no without saying anything. And they're like, put it down. 
and then he like spits out like a shrunken head that he had in his mouth. <laughs> he had the uh, the little tiny the Coliseum guy and the cowboy in his mouth the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get you guys to safety. He has to walk through the giant microwave oven in the middle of the Smithsonian that yeah. they use to like keep all the bandits out of the back. He's and he a... gets cooked alive on the outside, but he saved the two little plastic men on the inside. He's wearing Theodore Roosevelt's mustache, but not where you think. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty tight that he made out with that Theodore Roosevelt thing. <laughs> Man, he made out with that wax figure of Robin Williams as Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So when they have to like everybody has to alert every because Paulie D and Danielle were in the house and they, they need yeah. to be alerted about Ronnie's situation and they need to be warned. They need to be warned that like Ronnie, they're like he's ca- he's caged right now and his energy is building. Uh, and when Vinny goes upstairs to tell Danielle and Paulie, uh, Vinny starts being a huge racist. Uh huh. Yeah. Or bigot, I guess. Yeah, uh, Vinny says Ronnie ran up and hit a guy, and Danielle says that's that reminds her uh, of the Israelis. Yeah, I guess. And then uh, Vinny's like, "No, no, no, the Israelis will have been like, pop, 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 pow, wow, wow." He has like a like a machine gun. He's like uh, doing a charades act. Yeah, and uh, Danielle's like, "What?" <laughs> <sighs> wow. Uh, poor Danielle. Uh, the offer's still out there, though. Danielle, if you want to come on the show, let us know. Yeah, we'd mm-hmm. love to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're we, you seem like a very nice person. We want people to hear your story. Yeah, I told it, but not very well. Yeah, with very little understanding of the actual events. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So Ronnie's he's spending some time in ocean jail. Ocean and, jail. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be terrible. I feel like yeah. that's where uh, like Aquaman, all bunch of villains from there. They're in ocean jail. Fucking Mister Krabs is there. For, I don't know, what would Mr. Krabs be in jail for? I don't know, like... Counterfeit barnacles. Yeah, he's like a money man. He likes money. Mm-hmm. Uh, money Krab. On, uh, Mr. Uh, Crab Epstein's Island. That was his real name, right? Yeah, Crab. <laughs> I mean, Crab's not like a bad first name, I guess, for a person. My name's Mr. Epstein, but my friends call me Crab. <laughs> Wasn't Crab the name of like one of the bad... Guy kids in uh, Harry Potter. Oh, maybe. Yeah, like crustiest crab. It was yeah. like. It was like... Crustaceous crab. Oh, he was one of their teachers. I think he uh-huh. might have founded. What's the name of that school? Hagsward or something? Yeah. Hogsward. Uh huh. Hogwarts. Uh, Hawksworth's school for fry cooks. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I uh I appreciated they let um they let Ronnie have a little like a hero's edit where they let him explain that he he thinks he's not a degenerate, he says he's not a criminal. Yeah, they uh, they give him a little interview. I guess they set up like their green screen backdrop in like mm-hmm. his jail cell. Yeah. Uh <laughs> with the camera. He's yeah, he's like I'm not a degenerate. Uh, I'm going to bail myself out. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, another criminal is masturbating in the corner of the jail cell. <laughs> yeah. What, you're the Ronnie? Yes. Ronnie, I'm going to glaze you before you leave. It's called hot gluing, Sam. <laughs> I don't appreciate what he's doing, but it makes me feel beautiful. Yes. 
Uh, but he, he says he has to go back to court, which is like not a huge deal because he lives pretty close, right? Like not yeah. in the house, but like he he lives like twenty minutes away from the the place they're staying mm-hmm. uh, because he, yeah. he wants to get his money back. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I wonder how much uh, how much that was to bail him out. I bet what it was five hundred dollars, uh, and he got a bondsman for fifty. Ugh. Yeah, Jackie Jackie Brown made me like have like a weird like anytime I think of bail bondsman, I think of that movie. Jackie mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah. Whenever I think of Bell Bondsman, I think of uh, somebody that dresses like Ronnie. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Like big, like big denim pants, like white shoes. Uh, kind of dressed like the, the image that I always paint of a public defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, like huge suit, suit jacket, sunglasses that are sitting on the back of their head, and spiky hair, but like they're balding in the front. Yeah. That's cool. That's the aesthetic I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then the uh, after that interview, the prodigal son Ronnie returns. Yes, uh, and everyone's just like cool with it. Yeah. Well, to like, be wow. fair, everyone was slept through his calls in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was getting out at like at six, right? And they at, made him wait until nine. Yeah. yeah. Please help asleep. me. Please help me. <laughs> Why won't you answer the duck? Please pick the duck tough. up. <laughs> they wouldn't give me blankets. <laughs> I said, give me a blanket. They said, these blankets aren't for you. I was trying to sleep on the cot, and I'm like, I need a blanket. And they're like, we're not going to give you a blanket. You're going to hang yourself with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's like, I I know. <laughs> I know. Good looking uh, out. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie had a tough uh, few hours in that jail cell, I guess. I, I, yeah. feel, like it w- I feel like it wouldn't have been that extreme. Uh, I feel like it would have been more like they wouldn't give me a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. They, they only had Pepsi. sweet tea. <laughs> All I wanted was a Pepsi, but they gave me a peace tea, and I was like, "Mom, you don't understand." Man, Institution. Ma- Institution. Um, that's what I imagine uh, Ronnie's upbringing was like. He just had thoughts like that all the time, and then he became suicidal tendencies. Like, like the like the monologue from the song, like the yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth. Like Ronnie was just like, "Oh my god." So, yeah, uh, like Jackson was saying, Ronnie comes home. Uh, he talks about how he doesn't belong in jail because he's not a lowlife. Uh, it's a place he never wants to go again. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I guess he learned his lesson. I know yeah. that he's I, I'm pretty sure he's been back. No, uh, he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like even in recent times, I think within the last like four years he has. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that it's like there, I know that a lot of people say that like the way that the um the like judicial system, like the criminal institution in the United States works is that uh, it, it doesn't really, you don't like go there and learn anything or like, you know, people are usually repeats that end up going back. Uh, and I think that Ronnie is a shining example of that mm-hmm. because they yeah. literally gave, they were like, Oh, well, you know, he's, he, he just has to be in for three hours and that's it. It's like that episode of SpongeBob where they, think they're stealing balloons on free balloon day and they like beg to be arrested. Uh, like Ronnie begs to be arrested because of how violent he is. And then they just let him, they lock him up for a second and say, all right, you're free to go. <laughs> Those balloons were the organs of his victims. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's walking around with, uh, like a fucking intestine with, um, he's got it around helium his inside of like- it. And it's just floating next to him. He's got uh, another one around his shoulders like a fucking boa. Yes. The seaside the seaside meat man strikes again. 
Uh, Bronny <laughs> says that he, reg- he regrets that he got caught. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, That's another cool. fucking seaside meat man headline. Regrets uh-huh. nothing. <laughs> I regret- All I regret was that I was caught. Uh-huh. He's a good uh, guy. He's a good seaside guy. meat man. Uh, Mike mentions, uh, yeah, that dude was face down. You probably slept better than he did, which is true because the man's dead. <laughs> He's not waking up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I mean, I, we've been very opinionated about Ronnie this entire I don't think they're opinions. Jared, oh, well, I don't okay, think yeah, they're we've opinions. Very, we've had, we've had factual statements about Ronnie and how bad of a person he is. And I uh-huh. think that how he acts in this is uh really i think it's solidifying it jackson you're right where our opinions are now fact uh which is not an easy process because there's like scientific theory and stuff that has to go into it yeah but like we got ours like streamlined for us because of how he acts we'll go ahead and take that uh prestigious science award now we'll take that fucking nobel prize nobel peace prize we were the ones who finally shot that dart into Ronnie's neck that killed him like they killed that gorilla. <laughs> we had to put uh-huh. a fucking tracking chip in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why his uh his one ear is double pierced. One Dude, of them, I think one it'd of them's be cool fake so he doesn't know and rip it out. If if I think it'd be cool if we had like a spin-off show where the three of us are all like Captain Ahabs and Ronnie is our white whale. Uh-huh. And we're out hunting for him. We're to try each to get met- him back cuz he, he he broke all of our fucking legs. We are each um, uh, like wounded in a different way from the yeah. attack. Jackson, you could be Ishmael if you want. Okay, I I haven't read the book, so hopefully he's not like a like a rapist or something. No, I think that he's the he's like the <laughs> the first line in the the book. He's like, call me Ishmael. It's like fuck uh, me, the, Ishmael. Uh, <laughs> the 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 book is written from the perspective of Ishmael. Okay, I thought. Yeah. Oh, Ishmael, and then Ahab is yeah, like yeah. the. The the captain Ishmael's the the he's, stinky, he's the first he's uh, the stinky Pete yes I think the, he might the sh- be he's the, the, the second in command I don't remember Shmee. He, I, I I haven't read that book in a long time it's a I mean it's a fun like quick book it's only fifty pages yeah uh, I don't fully understand how a whale bit off a dude's leg but it's fine have you, have you seen Blackfish oh but, Sam that's a giant whale yeah do do, still, do, do they they can bite your leg off. The a documentary from Blackfish. How did he get his foot in its mouth? Like, what did he put his foot whale? in there on purpose? No, no, no. It, it's not a killer whale. It's like a. It's like a giant whale. Yeah, like but, a, like a but, humpback. Like it's gigantic. Like the white whale is. Yeah. Oh, it's a humpback. It's whale? like it's like it's like monstro size from like bringing it back to Pinocchio. Oh, oh you're shit. so you're saying how did he just get his foot in there? Yeah, that's like a whole yeah. body deal. Oh, Unless well. he went inside of it, put his foot in its tooth and let it bite him so he could have a reason to be mad at it. Or uh, or maybe he's been chasing it so long that it's grown. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I think you maybe need to read it, the book. Maybe it destroyed or, a, his boat and then it got ripped yeah. off by uh like debris. Maybe. He got his uh the the whale was attacking his ship and he got the rope wrapped around his ankle with an anchor on it and got sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's not, not, cool. and he, had, and he had to cut his leg off because he couldn't get the rope undone. Maybe I think that the in the book maybe he lost it, it in his... the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think in the book it just claims it bit his leg off. Like I said, I haven't read it in a while. Uh, uh, uh man, uh, if we all had Captain Ahab esque injuries hunting this white whale that was ronnie um yeah I, I would have a peg leg and that'd be fucking terrible yeah you'd have to have the extra long yeah 
Uh-huh. Let me uh, stomp leg. I would be missing one eye. Uh, so instead, I just have a peg coming out of my eye. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jared? I mean, there's an obvious joke I could make here, but I'm I'm just going to give up on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> of, uh, you know, another wooden appendage. All of my toes. <laughs> and I have little pegs coming out of my feet. <laughs> you got little pegs. One of like them's a screwdriver. One's a. That's smart. That's the, like, the way to like do little, it. One's like a toenail dowels, clipper, which is pretty <laughs> ironic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ronnie and Sammy get to go back to bed mm. after this horrific incident. And Sammy. Ronnie's smelling like shit. He smells like a prison cell. And she's yeah. like, I slept. Uh, alone for the first night last night. And he's like, oh, really? I haven't broken my streak yet. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Some guy named Earl made him his bitch. Uh-huh. Yes. I didn't want to. <laughs> if, if I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming that Ronnie was probably just in, like, a drunk tank deal. With like con- like you know like brick walls and stuff, and there's probably uh, and like people could him. throw like a baseball at a target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to sober him up every time he gets dunked in the freezing cold water. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely accidentally been on an airplane and fallen asleep on an old man next to me one time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I know it can happen to anybody. And if he was in there sleeping and he accidentally fell asleep on someone else. Uh, it's fine. It happens. It does happen. I'm more concerned about the, like, the elderly old man who's like, oh, this isn't pleasant. He didn't move when uh, I fell that, asleep that, on him. He like just sat alarm. there and took it. And like I, like, I would have moved. Yeah, well, when I woke up and I saw it, we, like, made eye contact for a second, and then we didn't look at each other for the next six hours. Uh-huh. As you're looking at him in the eye, you saw the reflections of, uh all the kills he got in the Korean war, uh, just <laughs> racing through his head as he's silently just accepting you sleeping on him. Yeah. And at the end of it, like, like when his eyes turn completely, his eyes turn completely black. I see my fucking pimple face <laughs> looking back at myself. <laughs> I, uh, I like to think that you look into the eye and you don't see all those war kills, but you see the souls of all the other people who've accidentally fallen asleep on that old man. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> he's going to take, I think I was like, it's 19 like the or ring. 20 at the time it happened. It's like the so ring, except you don't watch right a tape. You uh, you sleep on this old man and you die in seven days. And two little uh, tiny girls crawl out of each one of his eyes. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really... Uh, so I guess kind of like moving on from like the Ronnie arrest, because it was... I mean, like Sammy gets him and everything, and it's all, you know, it's kind of sad, I guess, because it's a this is a never-ending cycle of abuse that is going to continue to happen for another seven seasons. Mm-hmm. But Mike is like, yeah, I'm going to get some girl, some girls on the phone to come out with us tonight on like a date, little little three-way action for him, Polly, and Vinny. Yeah, he's wanting to make it super easy so they can just kind of you know uh, hang out with each other and have some arm candy to go along with them. Yeah, uh, just you know. Ordering up some women on the phone. And uh, I don't know how long he's on the phone for, but it definitely is uh, just constant striking out. Yeah. Um, I think Vinny or Polly, one of them mentioned that Mike had met some girl at the gym and he was trying to call her. 
and she never answers the phone. He was calling the same girl multiple times, right? I believe so. That's what I took from it. That's pretty rough. Whenever uh, whenever he does get on the phone with this uh, young lady, he definitely mentions that he needs three girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very adamant that, yeah, like a total of three. I need three girls to come out with us. What was the exact thing that he said? He was like... I just remember him. Keep, he kept reiterating that he needed a total of three. A to- yeah, as a total of three. It was like he was ordering food. It was pretty good. I mean, to him, you know, it is kind of like ordering food. But I don't think uh, I don't think any of that works out, and they end up just having a guy's night out, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. Yeah, the uh, Captain Hooks Bar, which is yeah. like a, a adult Chuck E. Cheese with games and stuff. I'm glad it didn't work out for them. I'm glad that they didn't pick up any girls that last night. They needed a boys' night, I think. Yeah, it's more important to have boys' nights. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. also that way they can only traumatize each other and not yeah, yeah innocent true. women. I guess it's different. Like if you're if if they were like all three in serious relationships and every night was a boys' night, then that's like a bad thing. But if it's like you're just hooking up with girls, it's always it's good to have a girls' night or a boys' night, I guess. Yeah. Well, especially it's the last weekend. Like a lot of what's happening in this episode is everyone's focusing on each other, uh, yeah. kind of inside the house instead of outside. I bet that there was a lot of producer b- messing around with that to be like, hey, you need to, you guys got to do this about each other. You can't just have like another night of going out. Just based yeah. off of how later on in the episode when Mike talks about it, uh, and he's like, we're not going out tonight. It just seemed like it wasn't their decision. It seemed like it was someone else's decision for them. It's a Guido night. There's gonna be a fight. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. (laughs) Then after that, uh, there's another phone incident with Snooky and... Not Gorilla Keith. What's his name? Cowboy Keith. Cowboy Keith, Keith. yeah. Uh, Where he calls to leave a message. Because Snooky likes him. She says he's a one-night kiss kind of guy. As opposed to a one-night stand. And... I don't know. I uh, I don't like Keith at all, and it has nothing to do with how he acts in this episode. I just don't like him. Mm. I like him just because he's so different than everybody else that they've uh, encountered so far. If I wanted a different Sam, I wouldn't watch it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, it's different than us. I don't, not where like half the people that we went to high school with were Keith. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the Guidos. Oh, are different. Yeah, that's true. But I think it's funny to see people who are not Guidos in that situation scenario. Yes, I had. I don't know. I think it was fun for a bit, maybe like for the first once or twice he showed up. But like Snooky should just dropped him. I was also kind of hoping that Snooky would have slowly transformed him into a cowboy Guido. Mm-hmm. which I feel like is a very underutilized uh, version of Guido's. He could have had a, <laughs> a, a, a bedazzled cowboy hat uh, and cowboy boots. He's got spurs on for no reason. He's sure. basically dressed like Brett Michaels from the band Poison. Uh-huh. Like uh, Sylvester Stallone from Rhinestone. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, listeners, uh, look up the movie Rhinestone on YouTube or uh, Vimo or whatever. <laughs> or some. <laughs> You're probably going to have to get a VHS tape of it somewhere. Yeah, that movie is hilarious. I've never seen it. It's Sylvester Sloan's uh, Cab Driver, and Dolly Parton is in a bet with her producers that she could turn anyone off the street into a country western star. Okay. So for the bet, she has to turn Sylvester Sloan into one, uh, and uh, he she takes him to like Tennessee or something for like uh like country song training uh where they just like get him drunk a lot and uh <laughs> like she rubs her Dolly Parton like boobs all over his face. Okay. 
And he's just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm a country star now. And the training, a little bit of spoilers, didn't work out that great. What are you talking but, about? I was just saying, I, I, maybe the listeners don't have to watch the movie now. Well, that's like, uh, I'm just saying like Sylvester Sloan, even after the, the Rocky montage of him learning country music. Mm. Uh, him as an actor, he's not the greatest singer. Uh, but that is a, it's a gem. I would still say that Country Stallone is better than the majority, if not all, of modern country music. I I will say that you lost me at Cab Driver, but then you got me back at Drunk Country Music Singer. Okay. <laughs> because if I had a, a dime for every time there was a cab driver in a, in a movie that gets transformed into someone else, I'd be the fucking richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Or just a cab driver in a movie that's like the, it's always, it's always the cab driver. Yeah, like that Jimmy Fallon taxi movie. I don't know. Is there? I'm thinking like, what year did Rhinestone come out in? Was it the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, every probably. 80s movie had a fucking cab driver in it that was like a, a main character. Because there was like Escape from New York, Scrooged. Uh, uh, well, Taxi came out in the 70s, right? Yeah. yeah, that was a TV show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What was the other one? Taxi Driver? Yeah, taxi that driver, was yeah. like in the late 70s, I think. And then but there's yeah. another movie that has the word taxi in it that I can't think of. And then I think there were two other Bill Murray movies that had taxi drivers in it there was one in ghostbusters taxi to electric boogaloo uh wasn't there a movie called like cabbie or something or the cab driver that also came out in like the early 90s uh the collateral with jamie fox yes i mean i think that like a a taxi driver like an uber driver is like a noble profession uh but i'm saying that like the like the romanticization of it is probably not great it's kind of like the same thing with like cop movies uh because like there's no such thing as like an i mean like none of that is exciting just wait oh we've got uh uber driver movies now to replace yeah, the, isn't there the like, cab driver like Stubler movies or something something like that stuber i think yeah. it's called stuber with batista in it yes have not seen that movie don't plan on it but <laughs> i feel like uber drivers and lyft drivers are making the taxi cab drivers obsolete and uh prehistoric there's, at this point there's a whole a whole thing that we could discuss about how uber destroyed an entire like way of yeah. life for some people yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, getting those badges in New York City to be a taxi driver is not cheap. It's an expensive no. process. Uh, and then all those people bought it, and then Uber came in and was like, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, you know what? Um, anybody can do this fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't uh, respect cabbies out there, but Uber kind of uh, ruined it for him. I'm just saying that, like, if there, that the taxi, the, the persona that exists in the movie of the taxi driver is just, it's a very boring stereotype to me. Yeah, it's a trope. It's, a, a it's movie Joe trope. Everyman as the taxi but there's, driver. The, the thing is, though, is that not, no, Joe Everyman is a fucking cab driver. Joe Everyman is like a, like a guy who, like, works in construction and hates his boss. That's the Everyman. Uh-huh. That's still in a lot of movies, too, though. Yeah, but, like, like, like the, the I guess that, like, the, the idea of the taxi driver is just, it's like a, a bigger, like it's 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 a much more elevated thing. Like how many movies can you think of off the top of your head are about a construction worker that is out kicking ass or becoming a country music singer? <laughs> Can you even name a movie that has a construction worker as a main character? I could think of They Live to start off. Machine Gun Preacher is one that came out recently with Gerard Butler. He was a construction worker that kicked okay. ass. Yeah, it's probably easier to name the cabbies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to change my alliance to Jared's side on this one. Mm. Mm. Oh, I appreciate that. It's good to be on the right side of history, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I just googled construction worker movies, and it's not well, much. Be careful. Um, a lot of those are going to be uh, not movies shown in theaters. Well, yeah. at least not normal theaters 
Maybe normal theaters in Florida. <laughs> was there a construction worker in Osmosis Jones? I feel like you're really reaching if you're talking about Osmosis Jones <laughs> yeah, I right say, now. I would be like, I mean, like, I, I, the, the only one that came to my mind was the Lego movie. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's a that's construction. True. That's a third. Yeah, but I, I think that, like, the, the cab driver thing is something that's, like, very universal. And I know that it's also because a lot of, like, in, in the 80s, the movie industry, like, the popular movie industry was mostly made up of a lot of people that were from New York. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, or, like, um, at least the East Coast that moved to the west coast so you got a lot of that flavor in there as well we didn't really talk about i guess there's there's a lot of construction main characters who really don't do construction they just say they do construction because they're actually Mm. in the mob or something oh so that opens up a whole lot of movies that's true that's true yeah so speaking of juice heads and gorilla juice heads i guess the construction workers are gorilla juice heads is that a good segue uh yeah that one works that was functional lifting all those cinder blocks and uh swinging hammers and whatnot yeah yes. well it's that like maybe two percent that and then 98 percent steroids and growth hormones yeah um jwow makes a discovery about what's going on at the beach when she steps outside of the t-shirt shop yeah and like a cat in heat she starts rubbing herself all over everything trying She's to get like, to those gorilla juice heads she does spraying not... all over the t-shirts oh <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. That's fine. Uh, she uh, she doesn't want Tom to come hang out anymore after she sees all the muscled up men that are strutting their stuff on the beach. It's funny because like, is Tom just not going to watch this season or this episode? I guess. I guess I don't know what she expected. She knew she was still on camera when she said that when she was getting all horny. Well, there aren't any. Uh, there isn't any footage on the show that we saw of her actually doing anything with mm. the gorillas because she couldn't uh, find them. Yeah. Well, she found them, but then she made the mistake of going to get Snooky. Yeah. yeah, she could have played it off like I was trying to set Snooky up with a muscle man and the I don't want Tom to come down thing was a joke. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, easy it, to see through, but if you that's were Tom, would you defense. feel like that was a joke? No. Well, she specifically says like uh, like the steroid growth hormone like muscle meat bags are her type. And Tom, Tom is not that. No, Tom's a thin, thin man. Yeah. Tom's like a, uh, what's the opposite of a gorilla? Uh, orangutan. Yeah. (laughs) Long arms. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking lanky Kong. A a lemur of some type. Small, a little small monkey. Yeah. I mean, I guess gorillas aren't monkeys. They're apes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Wow was getting very hot and bothered. And the way she kept saying, like, there's all these gorillas around. Like, she was like. Like in a crazed state. Yeah. Losing her mind. It was like that Nick Cage like twins commercial that he did for the pachinko machines in Japan. <laughs> that's yeah, uh, that's similar. immediately what I was thinking of. That and then the cat or like a dog that's like shitting all over the ground. Like Jay Wow's tongue uh, rolls out of her mouth like a red carpet, and then she has to roll it back in. She it rolls out like a red carpet, and she walks down it. Uh-huh. Her, <laughs> yeah. her face, her face turns green, and she's the mask. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. She's got steam coming out of her ears. She's going ooga. So the definition that we're given for uh, a gorilla juice head is it's a hot Italian guy, usually muscular, right? And uh, clearly on steroids, usually on steroids. And since this is the namesake for our our program that we make, uh, it couldn't be more of an opposite of what we are in real life. Yeah, we're big, but like, like we got big mouths because we eat a lot of burgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lots and lots of burgers. I've been thinking about eating burgers this whole time that we've been talking about this. 
I don't know. I, I, my thing is, is that if I, I think that it was noble of Jay Wow to go get Snooki. I didn't. I, I guess I wasn't aware that Snooki was into Gorilla Juice Eds until this. I mean, I guess I wasn't aware that Jay Wow is was either. But just based off of the guys that Snooki had hooked up with, I wouldn't have expected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess also based off of the guys that Jay Wow has been with too, I wouldn't have expected it either. Minus well, like the future with like Roger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who? But as far as like Snooki goes, I don't know. I mean, it, it was nice that Jay Wow was trying to get Snooki, you know, to get a hookup with like a gorilla. And but I think that Jay Wow probably should have just went out and enjoyed herself because it seemed well, like Snooki coming out there kind of like was the the the, the raid spray that killed all the bugs. Mm-hmm. When Mike and everybody else goes to the beach, does Jay Wow and Snooki go with them, or is it is it just the rest of the house minus? I, do you remember? I assume that they did, but now that you mention it, I don't recall actually seeing them on the beach. Okay, so I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, no, Jay Wow was. I remember Jay Wow being there for sure. I don't know about Snooki. Uh, the reason I say that though is because they were down at the beach uh, to look for Gorilla Juice Heads to start, and. I was going to say, like, if if they if Wow was aware that they were going to the beach later, she should have just went out and played a little bit, you know, went out and tried to uh, meet some nice juice heads and then just go to the beach later and say, hey, Snooki, I was just at the beach. There was a lot of juice heads there. And that's good, a good enough reason for you to not fucking call Keith and make a huge mistake like she ends up doing in a second. Yeah, I think part of it was that uh, Wow was getting off of work because she definitely changed when she went back and grabbed Snooki. Uh, yeah, her, she put on her- a bikini. Her and Snooki went to the beach by themselves before the whole group went to the beach. Yeah. Um, and Snooki made it very adamant in the first episode of the show that she was looking for a greased up juice head gorilla. Um, Did she? Okay. I don't yes. remember. So those are obviously her type. I just don't think she's very good at attracting them, mm-hmm. especially with Wow and the other girls in the house around. I don't know if she would be their, their top pick. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, she's been striking out the entire season, basically, except Besides for Keith. Keith, I guess. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, she she did definitely did not strike out on Keith. That's for sure. Well, they had a few good days. Yeah, you get a few good days, and then you know you just equate that to success, I guess. Yeah. That's how Sammy and Ronnie do it. Uh-huh. You get like yeah. one or two days where it's like not bad and then the bad day happens and you're like, well, there were a lot of good days. Well, I mean, she went on more than one date with the guy before he ghosted her. So I feel like that's more success than she's had the entire season. Hmm. I don't even there's some context out of the show, I think, because based off that phone call, I'm I'm not even sure he ghosted her in, in my in my opinion. Yeah, well. It's, he did say, I think, that uh, that he was at work or something. He might not live close to the shore. It might not be an easy drive. Yeah. Because that's kind of a summer location. If he lives two hours away, then yeah, he's probably not going to be able to make it down there all the time. Yeah. He mentioned he was at work uh, and he had to go ask Dave, which I don't know if Dave was his boss or well, just one of his I, I assume that it was like a friend. Yeah. Just based because he's like, well, Dave and I can come or whatever. And she's like, I'm not asking for Dave. I'm asking for you. Well, did they pre uh, agree to going down there though. It sounded Cause, like cause, it because he didn't answer before. Like it. Yeah, Snooki is definitely ask, act, acting like uh, they had made plans. Maybe they did. That that's part of the the context of the show, I guess. Not not showing the full conversations. So who knows? Maybe he did ghost her. I don't know. I the the phone call was like watching somebody die though. Yeah, it was pretty rough. And the way she was responding, she definitely wasn't very measured in her response to what he was saying, which kind of made it worse. But you know. That's what we look for. We want some drama. Yeah. Well, so technically before that phone call happened, when they all go to the beach, Mike's being real gross. Take back everything nice I said about Mike. 
Just have you said nice out. stuff about Mike? I have. Like, he's had some good moments. Mm. Yeah, he definitely doesn't have a very good moment on the beach. Yeah, he's uh, he's out. He's looking for girls, and he doesn't care how old they are. He does not at all. He just uh, he wants, wants to have, to have fun. fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, the people... His friends at the house are like, how old is that girl? And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to ask. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're like, she's like, well, 12. I don't think he said I'm not going to ask. He said he's, he's like, I didn't ask. Like, he didn't care. Yeah. So he's not going to ask. And his whole defense to that was, well, her ass looks 18, which is very gross. God. Sam mentioned they look five like Sammy. And uh, and Mike says, well, they have nice bodies. <laughs> that was pretty rough. <laughs> That's when fucking Chris Hansen comes out of a sandcastle. Yes. Uh-huh. And he's just all like, Mike, would you uh, come over here, please? It's a it's the Dateline NBC crossover episode that we've been waiting for. I would have loved that. On the actual like producer's side, like there's still the question in there of whether or not uh, that girl's underage or not. And they're doing like close up shots of her ass. So I feel like they had to have checked before. I would hope right? so. <laughs> I don't well, feel like that would legally be able to be on television if they didn't. Did they did they blur the girl's face? No, they did not. Okay, because so she had to sign a, an agreement to say that means, she would be on it. Yeah, which means she her. she would have been 18 or at least a legal adult or else she wouldn't be able to sign that herself, I don't believe. Yeah. So, that's good, I guess. You're saying you know, Mike got lucky. He got lucky. He definitely didn't do his due diligence on that one. I don't think Mike ever really does his due diligence on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like a stigma of Mike this season that is he changes a lot between now and then to to the next season, which is nice. Oh, so opinion. he's he's not acting like a, a predator in he the next still, season. He he still does, but oh. he he kind of grows up a bit. Just not a child predator. I can't say that. I can't remember. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say I I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my god! But I remember him getting better at like a lot of stuff. Like, well, he's just, like, he becomes more, I don't know, at least in season three, he becomes, like, a different person for the most part. But in the same sense that, like, his personality is the same, he just does things differently, if that makes sense. The the next kind of thing that goes on after the uh, Mike debacle on the beach when he's picking up on a potentially underage girl is Snooki goes back to the house, calls Keith. Keith doesn't want anything to do with her. So mm-hmm. Snooki goes back to the boardwalk and starts dancing. And the people that I expected to see on the Jersey Shore boardwalk are actually the people that came up and started dancing with her. Yeah, yeah that was nice. It was like a little more real. It yeah. wasn't as like a uh, planted feeling as a lot of the uh, scenarios that they've been in. It was a lot of like real people as opposed to the fake fucking dudes that we usually see. Snooki is on the boardwalk dancing for people <laughs> yeah. who, who are uh-huh. just standing around looking at her because here's this uh, this uh, this woman just flailing her body about with a camera crew around her. And she notices that her ex-boyfriend is on one of the balconies watching her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That was definitely like off of a script. Yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespearean. Guido, Guido, where art thou, Guido? It was very much like Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get them to come down, but her ex won't even like say anything to her. All of his well, bros. She says, come down here, and he's, no. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him audibly scream, no, or a producer on the side go, no. But his friends are up there screaming, he's still in love with you, like fucking with her. That was sad. Yeah, she was sad. with him for eight months, and he didn't even have the guts to come down and talk to her. Uh, it depends months. on the circumstances of their breakup, I guess. Who do you? Th- I bet he caused it. I bet he was a bad guy. Snooki never gets with guys that are smart. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, Keith was smart because he doesn't come back. I mean, I don't know about that. That's kind of like a <laughs> that's like a catch-22 because, like, if Keith would have came back, he would have not had to go back to work for Dave ever. Uh-huh. Like, that's that's the, the idiot. If you were out on the boardwalk and you ran into a girl that had a bunch of cameras following her and you said, oh, sorry, I think I'm going to pass, like, you're the idiot because I mean, she's going to be the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're just riding someone else's coattails, then I guess, yeah. But that's the smart. That's the, that's literally American dream. Yeah. <laughs> is to ride someone else's coattails. That's to never, never have to work. We've been trying it for nine episodes. Yeah, that's never ended in a in a bad scenario and a bad big disaster before. You know, yeah, being with somebody that you don't care about because uh, they're famous. That doesn't go wrong. Did do you think do you think that eight months with somebody is enough time to like I don't know like when she said it was like eight months I w- it kind of made me laugh because it reminded me of middle school mm-hmm. of like a yeah like we were together for eight months and you're not even gonna look at me it's like no because it was like eight months like I mean that's like still a long a big amount of time that's like an entire school year in middle school almost yeah but like. It's still just eight months. If it was like eight years uh, and then the person was like, I have nothing to do with you, uh, then that leads me to believe that there is something heinous going on. Depends on what they were doing for those eight months, I guess. Uh, I like if they're living together, then maybe. But they weren't because Snooki lives with her parents, I think. But I think there could be enough context in in eight eight months to be like a like a strong relationship. I Mm. think you think. Yeah. I mean, depending on how much contact they have on a daily basis. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that like the, the coupling of that with her living at home. Yeah. And being like, cause she was also still currently in school, right? Uh, I believe so. Well, think about it from this perspective. What if your ex just showed up with a camera crew? Would you want to go talk to them? Yes. Jared's a yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to be a no. I, I know I would embarrass myself in some way, so probably not. I don't so. know. And maybe it's because like, I mean, it's to me, it's different. Like, maybe it's because I'm an opportunist. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as, like, if I would have went down there and then it was, like... And maybe it's also because, like, I don't have anything necessarily that I'm hiding. Maybe yeah. you guys are. And that's fine. And, uh-huh. like, you know, if they outed you on camera, like, that could be kind of rough. But, like, uh, as far as, like, it goes for me, I think I would still just jump on the opportunity. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not hiding anything. I'm just saying that... Um... Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm just saying that that doesn't seem like a good uh, situation to scenario to rekindle anything. And I mean, you might not have been looking for that. Like looking for like a like your ex with a camera crew. Well, yeah, especially if it ended poorly. I mean, you could go down and be like, hey, what's up? Like, what's going on with all these cameras? Like, you still got my number. (laughs) Just give me a call if you need like a guy to come in and just be there. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, he, he definitely was not interested because he had his face blurred out. So even if they, they went up and said, hey, do you want to appear on the show? He said no. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't even get to see what he looked like, right? No, we didn't. Yeah, yet again, like if they broke up and like like she was throwing like his typewriter out the window and like like boxes of his stuff. Yeah. Or like uh, like yeah. one of those Earth. classic movie scenes. Throw mm. his popcorn machine out the window. Uh-huh. He's like, not my popcorn machine. How else am I going to make money, Snooky? <laughs> After Snooky's ex says no, and she runs off, wah, like Crying. making the wah noise yeah. down the boardwalk. She went wee, wee, wee all the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the porch when the boys return from their boys' night. You're not even going to talk about Captain Hooks, dude? We already talked about Captain Hooks, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We said it was like an adult Chuck E. Cheese. 
Yeah, but like we didn't talk about like what it was, like all the cool shit they did. Okay, cool. Like the basketball and the air hockey. Uh huh. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, I think that Vinny got like twenty two points and uh, Paulie got like twenty one points, and yeah, that was yeah. pretty sweet. That was pretty. That was, I don't know. That was a lot of. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Captain Hooks looks like a cool place. I bet it's definitely not closed. They have a pretty nice moment where they're yeah. uh, where Mike wants to go to Rhode Island with Vinny. Mike uh, invites himself to Rhode Island with Vinny to hang out with Polly D. Uh huh. Polly D got this look on his face like, I don't know about that. And Vinny shut it down real quick. I mean, he's like, if you don't have giant spinners on your car, you can't be seen with me in Rhode Island. I feel like Polly D would at least be like excited that Mike would come. Yeah. Because they're kind of like boys. I think that I wouldn't want to bring Vinny along because I do think that the long car ride, I wouldn't, uh, if I had to pick between either being stuck in the car for five hours with Mike or Vinny, I'd probably pick Mike. Just because uh, I know that at least it would be entertaining and that yeah. there would be like stuff to do and like, like, you know, a little bit more charisma uh, with yeah. Vinny in the car. He would just be like not talking or like would be like opening up my soda and like leaving the cap off as like a prank. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that that would be like not fun. I think that Mike would be fun and it would just be like uh, you could like pick his brain and like kind of figure out who he was. Yeah, well, and Jared, think about it. You could uh, you can learn all of his tricks, all, all of his uh, all of his tricks in the game. Yeah, you can learn how to be true to yourself. Um, something that Vinny cannot teach you because he's the one of the fakest fucking people I think on the show. Very uh, vanilla Vinny. Yeah, but like so after Captain Hooks, uh, and Pauly says like uh, something that's very deep. He says it's deep, so, you know, he probably wrote it. But he said something like the bond that we share that brings us together or something inside of this, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. It was pretty, it was pretty impactful. I think that's going to stick with me for the rest of this. The Chuck E. Cheese code that they live their lives by. Be the rat. Yeah. And then we also get to see a little bit of, like, the last supper or the last date, I guess, that Ronnie and Sammy get to go on. Yeah. And Ronnie's dressed up in his, like, nice affliction shirt. And Sammy looks like she cared about how she looked going out to this restaurant. Yeah, no, it was nice. They go out to, what was it, Ganoli Station? No, I think I thought it was a Fazoli Station is what it was called. Was it Fazoli? Yeah, like it was next to a gas station. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Vinny, or Ronnie's got his uh his nicest tuxedo t-shirt on. Yeah, anytime that, if you're wearing like an, like if you have like a nice affliction t-shirt, you might as well just put on a fucking tuxedo t-shirt. It's the same uh-huh. thing, right? <laughs> I feel like, uh, well, I'd rather wear a tuxedo t-shirt than an affliction shirt. If you had to choose between the two, I don't know, man. That's if you're tough. wearing, if you're wearing a, a tie on a t-shirt, just throw a Mad Hatter hat or like a Dr. Seuss hat on top of that. Also, My Dr. Seuss hat got on. some weed leaves on it and it has like, <laughs> has a couple of lights on it that all light up. It's pretty cool. It's got like an alien head on the top of it. Yeah, I've got my uh, my uh, neon green uh, binky sucker that I wear around my <laughs> neck and put in my mouth when I go to the club. Uh huh. And those gloves with the lights on the fingertips. Yeah, it's my Man. rave get up. The conversation that Ronnie and Sammy have is very interesting because it's a lot of like repetition of phrases coming over or going over and over again. Where one of them will say, I want this to work out. And the other one will say, I want this to work out. And they'll rephrase it and say, I want to continue this to work out past the shore. And then it's just uh, like a lot of reassurance for the entire dinner. Yeah. And I feel like that's, uh, it's a lot of mimicry on Ronnie's part. He's, he's the one doing a lot of the just regurgitating what Sammy just said in a different way. Yeah. 
uh, it's like his brain is processing everything that's being said in this conversation, just kind of slow. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll, we'll work out. So you mean I was able to trick you into being with me forever? Wow. Who knows what that relationship's like when the cameras are off? Probably. Do you think it's edited in a way that makes it look worse? I think that even if there were good days, the stuff that he does is pretty uh, nasty. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, I'm going to assume, and I'm going to always assume that the producers of the show um, are going to edit it in a way that... that gets our attention so they're gonna make it worse but i feel like it's probably not that much worse than it actually is no that um, makes sense yeah and ronnie's like making plans he's like i can go to your hometown and beat up people there and then you can come to my hometown and i can beat up people there <laughs> and then we can go back to the shore for a weekend out so we can have our nostalgia of me beating up people he's just playing it. it he's got a map with like uh red yarn and like uh, pins in it where he's kicked people's asses mm-hmm. if your dad doesn't like me well i'll make him like me. Dude, we didn't see sammy's family in this season no, did we we did not we saw ronnie's so we have half of the puzzle did you like the uh toast that sammy and ronnie did with that the champagne glasses the champagne flutes filled mm-hmm. with monster energy drink <laughs> yeah it was to, cute. to life after the shore or something like that to life, to life past after the shore i beat you to death <laughs> You're going to be with me for eternity. Yes. So when we get back to the shore house, Snooki is wearing the same clothes and holding the same bag as she was when she was out dancing on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lot of time had passed between then and now. Right? It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, it was like dark it was, out. It dark out. Yeah. But it wasn't when she was down on the boardwalk dancing. I like yeah. to think that she was just, she took the long way home and she was just wandering the streets, just crying. Yeah. Um, it took her a few hours to get home and then the guys find her and try to console her cause they've struck out with all their women and they just got back from their man night. So they're like trying to bring her in and hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike gives some really good advice. If a guy doesn't like you, it's called fuck you. So this is, uh, going out to Keith. Fuck you, Keith. You know what I'm saying? Keith sucks. Even if he didn't have any plans and even if it was all Snooki's fault, I still think Keith sucks and it's his fault. Mm-hmm. That's my stance on it. I'm sure Keith's going to get his own reality show at some point when MTV runs out of ideas. Uh, they're, they're, they're way, way past that. So here's my, here's my pitch. I think that when Vinny does a prank, they should shoot it like punked. Okay. And try to get the natural reaction of everybody not laughing. So they could show it to Vinny and he can realize that he's not funny at all. And his pranks are terrible. I, I would even go I as far to say that like Mike's pranks are endearing and Vinny's are not. Like, it's not even, it's not like in a cute way either. Yeah, people were giving him pity laughs as it was going on, the whole t-shirt thing. Um, Would you, either one of you, have been upset if I pulled that prank on you? No. Sam? The t-shirt thing? Uh, Absolutely not. You'd be like, oh, this is like, what are you, like a (laughs) four-year-old? Yeah, like, it's like a little, you know when little kids try to tell jokes? Like, if you have any, like, little, like, nieces or nephews or anything, they try to tell jokes. Yeah. And they just fall flat because they don't know how it works yet, and they're trying to figure it out. That's how Vinny is whenever he's trying to do something funny. That's a very, very well-educated response, Sam. Thank you. I, I think that that's uh, 100% accurate, and I'm very into that. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I mean... Vinny acts like he's all cool and stuff, but what if we figure out that Vinny didn't have like a whole lot of friends growing up and he's just been kind of isolated and that's why he is the way he is on the show. Or maybe he's just trying too hard to make himself like a brand 
like oh, Snooki, like Snooki, prankster brand. Well, just any kind of brand. Like Snooki's already got her thing figured out. Mike's got a nickname for himself, and Vinny is just Vinny, and there's nothing that goes along with it. So he's yeah, everybody to be this has guy. a nickname in the yeah. house, but Vinny. Basically, it may have gone that way also because he promised Mike that he would get him back. Oh, but and this is the... like the last day. So, so he, he has was... to cobble something together. <laughs> so it's like when you uh, you wait to do your homework until the last yeah. minute and you just throw that shit together. <laughs> so uh, in the last episode, we dis- or the, uh, one of the episodes, we discussed that Jackson is the prank master general. Uh-huh. Do you want to give us a rundown of the prank that yeah, was... Give, give us the Ronnie rundown of that. Prank. Give us the Ronnie rundown of the, the Vinny prank. Yes. So Vinny gets like a red bulldog plush that he won at the pier. Mm. And... He gets a white T-shirt and a Sharpie, and on the T-shirt, he writes, the situation's number one girl. And he puts the shirt on the bulldog and hangs it from the rafter. And then he proceeds to look at the camera, and he goes, you get it? It's like the bull, the bulldogs that he brings home. It's like, it's like the ugly women he brings home. Mm. Like the shirt on the dog is saying, this dog is one of the ugly girls. And it's a bulldog. Because they are not very attractive. One, I feel like it? that's uh, that's kind of rough on bulldogs. I I enjoy bulldogs. I think they're great dogs. Okay. Two, I feel like just putting it there in the living room, like a pinata hanging from the ceiling. I mean, part of a prank is you kind of stumble upon it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in that kind of a prank with that kind of a setup. Yeah. Having it like in front of everybody isn't the best setup for that. No, it was not, and also it did not work out. I, at all. Sam, yeah. you said that he should have had it hanging from a noose. And I think <laughs> that, that would have really elevated it to a point that I would have liked it a lot more. And I don't know why. <laughs> I guess maybe because it's like it, it takes a completely different like context if it has a noose around its neck. But <laughs> it just it just reminded me anytime something like that is hanging like almost an hanging effigy. From the ceiling and it needs a noose. Yeah. Mm. Like <laughs> Like, I just think of, like, uh, from a historical context, anytime there's, like, a dummy or something like that hanging up in an area, it's usually in that context and not just in the context that Vinny had it in. Yeah. Oh, sure. I I mean, the whole thing fell flat. Mike comes into the room. Everyone's laughing as Mike comes into the room, uh, waiting for, like, his response or something. So he turns his back to the bulldog and like starts laughing with him because he doesn't know why they're laughing. He just thinks everyone's having fun. And so he he's like, fun. so he's like backing up to the bulldog, like walking backwards, just like, Hey, what's going on guys? <laughs> and then Vinny's happy like, to oh, see he's, me. he's too stupid to even notice it. I'm like, no Vinny, that's just a really bad prank. Yeah. Uh-huh. No Vinny, you're too stupid to make a good prank. <laughs> well, I would like, because the angle that, uh, Mike came from, I'd like to think that he did see it. He's just like, no, I'm not giving him any satisfaction on this. So he turns his back to it when he rounds around the corner into the room. Yeah. But he, uh, Mike stands directly under it, pretending not to see it and like laughing. So you get the good camera shot of the, the hanged dog behind him. Yeah. And he turns around and it takes him a second because he has to read the, the, the poorly like the, inscribed yeah, the chi- <laughs> description. The, chi- the chicken scratch on the shirt. Also, the shirt's like folding in on itself, so you can't even read it unless you like pull it like taut. And when Mike reads it, Vinny goes, "You get it? It's like all all the all the ugly ladies you bring home, Mike. It's like those ugly girls." 
He's like, huh, oh, man, uh, Vinny, you got me, man. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, like Mike is Bugs Bunny and Vinny is Daffy Duck. Uh-huh. And uh, Mike's just too uh, aloof to be tricked by Vinny under any circumstances. I feel like you're giving Vinny way too much credit. <laughs> well, Daffy Duck Donald always tried. Or not Donald, Daffy. Yeah, wrong duck. Yeah, wrong and there's too many. Too many they were all copying ducks. each other back then. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, well, Vinny, I think Vinny actually did try. I just think that he's not good enough to get it done. I don't think he did. Oh, maybe he tried, he tried, but he didn't try. Like, he didn't go, like, put any effort into it. So, Jackson, how many high yucks would you give that out of 10? I I would say, well, can we have negative numbers? Uh, yeah, that's a, what's a, the opposite of a high yuck laugh? Crying? <laughs> uh, like a disgusted, like a, ugh. Like a yuck. <laughs> yeah, like a, just a yuck. Yuck. Yeah. Like a, like a four coffins out of five yucks. Four, four nails in the coffin. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, did not go over at all. People were being very generous to Vinny. It, it shows how much these people are like, like, uh, care for Vinny that they would even pretend laugh at that situation whatsoever scenario and uh man scenario and Vinny says i gained a lot of respect for mike today he took that prank like a champ and he didn't mm. get offended uh i have a lot of respect for mike and then it's mike saying like yeah it was kind of a worthless joke so i don't really care like it was so in- insignificant i man i'm kind of surprised that the other cast members like prop Vinny up as much as they do like probably hopefully to get him back but i don't know if they're trying to have him back on the show because they like him or if they uh if they know that having one cast member that's not funny will give them more camera time in following seasons you i know mean, what maybe. i mean i feel like it's a little bit of strategy like all right if we keep Vinny around that that means the camera's going to be on us for the majority of the time because Vinny can't do anything worthwhile <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, they're trying to get rid of Angelina as quick as possible because she was sucking up those first few episodes. She got a lot of screen time. Yeah, she did. Vinny is like a like a like a void in the shape of a Vinny on the screen, like a like a like a humor trench, like a black hole sucks up yes. all the life. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I, I don't know that. I does Vinny pull pranks later? Do you remember? Uh, I feel like he does one again that's very similar to this. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I think he does, maybe. Yeah, 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 I think he does. Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> but, I don't know, the bulldog thing is dumb. Did you, uh, so, Snooky and Mike decide to go ahead up to the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they got some unfinished business. Yeah, it's too cold for everyone else to go up there. Yeah, into the hot tub. Yeah. And they kind of make like a like a stew in the hot tub in a way, right? Because there's a lot of like things floating around in the water. That's the most disgusting description of what they did that <laughs> it's I could like possibly really imagine. No, because there's like it's just I don't know. I'm hot tub is like water is like gelatin, right? They make a they make a gumbo. Yeah, in that hot tub, there's a bunch there's, of bubbles they, coming up, but they didn't turn it on yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the. Mike admits that he thinks that like Snooky is like a cute and she's fun. You know, she's, she's kind of like a sister to him. Mm-hmm. And the, there's like a, they're like playing around a bit. Like he's, you know, oops, I accidentally took off your, your top. Oops. I accidentally took off your uh, underwear or whatever. And then he's Uh-oh. like, 
uh oh, you know, um, he like gropes her a couple of times and he pours like half a bottle of UV blue or something or like absolute into a solo cup, mm-hmm. which I don't like. I just like thinking about them drinking that like made my body shiver. He uh, he he's just thinking to himself, well, I'm gonna need all this. Yeah, I, I gotta numb my brain enough to make this uh, so I don't remember it. He he says like, if you're hungry, eat a snooker or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think they're referring to like the Snickers ad campaign, maybe, but I don't even know if that was out in if you're, 2009. If you're if you're hungry, eat my snooky or something. Eat eat, uh-huh. eat my yeah, something like that. But I think you're right, like or. Some, pitch- I don't know. I don't remember necessarily. Were, I know it, was like, it made me feel gross. They were pitching copy to the Mars Candy Corporation or whoever the hell makes Snickers bars. <laughs> yeah. They're like, please uh, put us on this commercial. <laughs> yeah, nothing is more appetizing than a Snooky. Na- naked Snooky. A Snooky a, a, a Snooky bar that's floating uh-huh. around in the hot tub. Ugh. And Oh, God. <laughs> she she does this like finger I don't like the finger thing I've mentioned this multiple times while we watched it because they keep showing this in the stingers for the comeback from the commercial break I don't mm. like it I don't I don't like it at all I don't know why uh, but she that keeps, act of like the finger thing she's like just, wagging her finger towards her like come here yeah like that's like, gross to me like that I feel like an old woman would do that to a guy like a young man she's trying to have sex with yeah I get to, like a witch finger like, yeah, like beckoning like children over to their cabin to eat them. Yeah, and uh, but her might kiss, and that was kind of like a shock, right? Yeah, a long, passionate kiss. Yeah, Mike fucking yanks on Snooky's hair and yanks her head back. <laughs> She's like, "Ouch!" And then it kind of simmered, simmered out after that. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, because Mike ran out of absolute vodka, and he was like, yeah. "Man, um, well, we're He's out like, of I'm booze. out of absolute vodka. I got to get the absolute fuck out of here." <laughs> and he bails. <laughs> it, uh, uh, if he had pure crystal head vodka, he probably wouldn't went through with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to drink the whole crystal head so you can get some head, Sam. That's the yeah. the, the the tagline. That's, that's what that Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd says. Wrote for it. Shout out to Dan Aykroyd. Um, who'll be dead before we could afford to have him on here. <laughs> the the pickup artist uh, magic vodka bottle, if you pour it from the left, it pours out water, but if you pour it from the right, it pours out vodka. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a... I, I hope uh, no one fucking took, like, just was like, that's a great idea. That's, uh, with it Because that's, like, that's real Chris gross. A- that's Chris Angel's magic vodka bottle. Yeah. Uh, check this trick out. Mike, you're pouring yourself a lot. Yeah, well, you should have a lot too. <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. Yuck. I did uh if okay, so like let's say you were in that you were in that position that Mike was in. Let's say, okay, Jackson, you're in the hot tub with a girl that you think is like kind of like your sister, okay? Okay. And she's kissing on you and stuff. How do you get out of it? Do you do what Mike does and just jump out? Well, he said he he, he needed to go pee pee. Was that what you would say? Probably. If you're in there and she's like, but you have a boner and, and you're like, well, yeah. And she's like, just piss in the hot tub. No. And you're like, all right. I mean, everybody else does it. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that I think that he could have, I think he could have been a little more squirrely. I think that he played it too safe to get out. Uh-huh. I really, I wanted him to do some dumb Mike bullshit to try to get out of that uh, position that he was in. Oh, so like more of like a like a scam to get out of it. You think this yeah. was too yeah. straightforward. <laughs> Enter Mike's body double. 
Yeah. And he, and, he, and he replaces himself with some guy that just looks like him. Why don't, you why don't you take your sunglasses off? No, I'm going to leave them on. No, I'm going to just take them off and they're just two black voids. Uh-huh. Just some guy that is clearly not Mike wearing a Mike mask that he <laughs> that, that, that he had crafted. Like a house of wax. <laughs> I was thinking like a castaway Wilson. It's like made out of like a volleyball <laughs> and like just whatever Still fucking other shit that they could find in the house. He MacGyvers yeah. this Mike mask. Put this on your head and act like you're me. And then he runs away. That could work. I, I think I just wanted something a bit more weird. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted something more Mike. Like, they start playing Marco Polo in the hot tub. It's and like, close like your eyes, Snooky, and start start uh, start counting. And he's, like, on the porch smoking, yelling uh, Polo. And he, but he has a bullhorn, and he's yelling into it to project his voice. Uh-huh. Snooky took it well. I think they Him both failing. did. Yeah. I think Snooky nutted somehow. All re- like, and she was satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah. She seemed pretty fun after it. She didn't seem mad about it. Yeah, I think it was uh, harmless for the both yeah. of them, which is nice. I'm glad it worked out that way. And after that, they all do their last supper, right? Uh huh. And they make burgers and wieners. I was a little bummed out that the uh, Bible wasn't featured with all the condiments yet again. Yeah, like somebody accidentally throws it into the hot tub. There wasn't like a shitty prayer that happened beforehand. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made it. They made a fuckload of food though. Yeah, they did. Mike made like an insane amount of like just. I guess he was just gonna bake a bunch of diced potatoes. Was the meal? Was well, that what he was, did? He made some sort of like a roasted potato thing, and they were grilling, and there was like chicken and hot dogs and burgers and all kinds yeah. of stuff. A salad was there. I wonder if they include the the cast at all. Like, based on as much food as they eat, I mean, I'm sure Ronnie and all those guys could eat a lot, but they're making so much food that there's got to be a lot going to waste if they're not, you know, throwing the cameraman a burger or something. You Here's the thing, man, is that you have not seen what Ronnie can do to a burger or a couple. He what, holds them sideways like their vaginas when he uh, eats them. Putting an entire, uh, <laughs> entire bottle of ketchup on it. Yeah, you saw him. He had some ketchup action in this. Yeah, that was just a ketchup sandwich at that point. I did see uh, JWoww eat like a whole head of lettuce in one bite. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty impressive. And it reminded me of her sentiment of uh, eating a praying mantis head or whatever like, she says at the beginning. Like her jaw detaches. Yeah, and she uh, <laughs> swallowed the whole head of lettuce, including the the, the plug at the bottom. JWoww is uh, an alien from the movie like Species. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the scene. There's a lot of laughs, as Ronnie yeah. says. A lot of laughs. Lonnie, Ronnie, he, 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 I think he repeats that phrase multiple times. A lot of laughs. <laughs> a lot of laughs. And there's like a, they're like, they're trying to like reminisce about things. And the only thing they talk about is that fucking fight between Mike and Jenny that they featured in the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then they bring up Angelina, who I actually kind of forgot about, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and they mention her one time and then they show like her gag reel of her, uh, making everybody in the house gag. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, just yelling at people and being, uh, a pain in the ass in general. Yeah. Doing like the, her, um, hellos. And, uh, like, I think that all women that have pre premarital sex should be slaughtered or whatever she said. Uh, huh. I, I think she said like, like if you act like a whore, you're going to get like abused like one. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, Angelina's a cool fucking person. Yeah, uh-huh. she is. Uh, man, we really wish she uh, stuck around for the rest of the season, huh? Yeah. 
Well, that's what, I mean, you were saying that, like, you hope she doesn't come back. I definitely hope she doesn't come back. She's my least favorite. Well, her and Vinny are kind of tied for my least favorite house members right now. I would mm-hmm. say as far as, like, heinous acts, like, Angelina takes the cake on that. But as far as, like, just based off of personality, I would say Vinny and Angelina are at the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. Angelina more so than Vinny. But uh, Vinny is, he's just so fucking bland and boring. I, yeah, I see him as inoffensive, I guess. Like, him being there. I mean, it, yeah. it's more of a wasted opportunity. There could be someone fun, you know, there could be like, a, you know, maybe like Snooki has a friend that she could bring. That would yeah. be really fun. Yeah. No one's been asking uh, for a particular friend to show up on the, the show. Are you talking about Ryder? Yeah. <laughs> no, no one on the Internet is uh, team Ryder, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I, people are very pro Ryder. Are they? I think so, from what I've seen. Uh, OK, I don't know. I don't dislike Ryder. At all. I think Ryder's fun. and But, like, the hype train for Ryder's lead-in on this, her episode that she was featured on was hilarious. Yeah. Because it was like they were talking about her like you were supposed to know who she was. Uh, the the legendary Ryder. Ryder. Str- Strider. Yes. Uh, Vinny was wearing his uh, ugly wireframe glasses during the supper. Yeah, you're right. Last supper. Those, those are the kind of glasses of the kid who's in, who, like... When the teacher says, like, on Friday, like, turn your homework in tomorrow. And then he's like, tomorrow's Saturday. And then you take his glasses and snap them. <laughs> that's the, those are the glasses. That, that's the, that's the fit of someone that does that is Vinny. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I think we had similar glasses to that as a kid. You and Sam? Yeah. Uh, mine were never that, like, thin. Not that thin, Like, that narrow. Yeah. But we had, like, wired ones. Yeah, for sure. I just faked my way through all of my eye tests so I didn't have to have glasses until I was in high school. And then mm. by that point in time, the trend of the types of glasses that people were wearing were actually might have been middle school, but the it was the the ones that are kind of still popular right now. Like the the thicker rimmed ones. Mm. Yeah, like the acetate frames and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I wore contacts, but I, I remember the very first movie that I ever saw with clear vision was Peter Jackson's King Kong. And it blew okay. your fucking mind about. Yeah, I did because I got to see all the cool little details, and uh, the movie was not very good. But uh, I'll always uh, have a a fun like it'll always be a fun memory for I guess because I got to see a movie for the first time <laughs> that I could like visibly see the entire thing of. I don't know it, it. Another thing too about the dinner that kind of surprised me was Polly crying. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know if that was like like joke, joke, haha, like fake tears, or if the, uh, it was real. Because he's like rubbing his line. eyes. Maybe he was just trying to laugh through it a bit. Yeah. Then uh, somebody says you'll never experience this again, which is like famous last words. Uh huh. We're never coming back to this house. Yeah, and th- then they do like some like replays from the season, like some best of moments. Were there any of those that you wanted to talk about, either one of you, or do you want to save that for like a a best of episode? Um. I mean, we're gonna do a best of episode next, right? So yeah, correct. They they do a they do a long montage to kind of wrap up the the final episode of season one, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We can kind of compile those and talk about them in the next episode. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I think the I mean, after the supper is pretty. Everyone meets on the roof, and um, everyone has a night. This is kind of like the last nice moment of the season before it gets into just recap yeah. footage where. I mean, they're just kind of reminiscing about how they're, and we we never figure this out. It's anywhere between four days and like 
six months 20, that they've been 27 there. 27 days. 27 days. Something crazy. But yeah, they just kind of talk through. It's it's a lot of phrases that are like, uh, like it's just people saying shit like, uh, this is one to remember. Mm. And then another person says like, I'll we'll never remember take this it back. one. Is like, uh, it's like this one was one for the ages, and like everyone just takes turns saying like those one liners. Yeah, a lot of lot of good memories in this house. Yeah, no one's gonna be able to do it as good as we did it. Please ask us back for another season, please. Yeah, takes a lot of muster to do what we did. Yeah, it takes a lot of ketchup too. Mm-hmm. Mostly ketchup. Somebody says we balled out. They balled out. We balled out. <laughs> I think situation said something like, uh, like one minute you got three girls in the jacuzzi and, uh, and the next minute, uh, you're all in jail. That's what happens on the shore. That's what happens on the shore. What happens on the shore stays on the shore, guys. I hope that's not some foreshadowing. It is. Yes. But, uh, they don't tell you if the bodies are alive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or how old they are. Yeah. In, in Mike's case. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, what were so this is like kind of like the wrap up mike says something about everybody coming back for another summer right yeah he, yeah. he screws up his line uh that the yeah, producers that the, gave that Danny him. was telling him in his ear cuz he's like maybe we should get a shore house next uh uh next summer uh and that's kind of like the stinger the i mean we uh whether or not they're going to have a season 2 yeah lead in uh I don't want to spoil for Sam whether or not there was more than one season of Jersey Shore. Well, I know there's more than one season of the Jersey Shore. We did actually, like, just a few minutes ago mention that there was, like, a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for several episodes, you guys have talked about, um, alluded to things that happen in future seasons, so. But you have, like, a okay. very short attention span, Sam. Yeah. So we were kind of expecting you to forget. That was well, part of the plan. Think again. You've yeah. been rec- it's a good thing we've been recording this, I guess. You can just listen to it. Just like 50 first dates, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> I forget I forget everything I know about the Jersey Shore after every episode. <laughs> and I have to be reminded of how fucking horrible these people are. That's why we do this podcast. Never forget. Uh, so the next thing that happens is, is like, it's, I don't know, it's like kind of boring, but like everybody leaves, right? Yeah, yeah. that pretty much sums it up. They're like, is, do you guys have anything on that? Did either like, one of you feel like you wanted to die when they started to leave? No. No. Okay. Maybe that Not was just all. me. It I, was a long uh, sequence of like nothing. Yeah. Who was the last one to show up to the house on the first episode? Snooky? Who was the last uh, one? Snooky, I think. Okay. Was it? She's, Maybe. She's the, she's the last one to leave. No, Angelina was the last one to show up in the first episode. Well, she doesn't exist anymore. So Snooky's the last one to leave yeah. the house. Hopefully she didn't wreck her car on the way back to wherever she lives. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pagipsy. I'm curious to see Pagipsy. in future seasons if she actually finished her uh, her vet tech thing that she was working on. Hopefully she mm-hmm. did. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody, like, not no, not too much stuff really happens. Like, that we, and I know that in season two, we get a stinger for season three because they had, like, tied down that there was going to be a season three. But in yeah. season one, we don't get, like, a teaser for season two. No. And that's kind of weird. In my opinion, because every other episode of the show has like a, a teaser for what happens next. And this is it's just kind of like a finality uh, mm-hmm. minus Mike saying that there's going to be a season two. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad because uh, that keeps Sam even more in the dark about what season two, the shenanigans that's going to be going on. There's a lot. Yeah, for sure. 
one one little bit in the leaving section, Mike mentions that he uh, ran the house from the start and he ran it until the finish, and he was the like the leader. He has to say that before he drives away. And then yeah. Snook, Snooky says uh, that she made that house. So they're kind of taking their, which honestly, based off the first season, those two had the most impact on on the show. So it it's interesting that they could see, um, be self-aware of that. At least I think they did. I agree. I bet what happened is, is that everybody said something like that. And then they picked the two that they knew. Uh, were Vinny the- is like, I made this house. I was kind of the leader. Yeah, and they just like, nope. <laughs> uh, one other thing, too, that was mentioned that I enjoyed uh, was the when Ronnie and Sammy were leaving. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sammy talks about how her and Ronnie were similar when they came to the house, like they weren't looking for love. And then they show that clip of Ronnie in his like intro video with his huge nipples. And he's like, I don't. Uh, my number one rule is you don't fall in love with the Jersey Shore. And then they cut to him and he's like drunk and he's got his fedora on. It's covering up one of his eyes. And he's like yelling like rule number two. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And then uh, Sammy talks about how she she's like, I guess I hooked up with Mike. It's like, did you like I know hooking up is like just holding hands and stuff. And then they made out. But she Mm -hmm. said she didn't feel what she felt for Ronnie that she felt with Mike. I I think the I think the rule thing may be like a like a strategy for psychopaths that like. Uh, memorize their conscience like since they don't have one like they're yeah. like okay these are the things i have to do to uh like stay in line yeah if i if i can follow these simple rules then i'll be able to blend into society unnoticed mm-hmm. yeah until until uh i uh execute my final plan uh-huh like uh ronnie's declassified uh ab- abuse uh survival guide. Survival, survival survivalist guide, guide. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the the very last thing that was said was uh the snook is out. And that's how the the show ended. Other than that, like any just like final final phrases, final wrap-ups like that either one of you want to throw out there before we we kill this thing. We'll kill season 1. Kill season. Yeah, keep yeah, the, kill season keep 1. Keep the show yeah, very we're, alive. We're yeah, killing strong. season 1 so that it decomposes into a fertilizer for season 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. What would if what's your your final sentence, Sam? Stay away from the Jersey Shore. Okay, <laughs> like the show or the like the location. Okay, yeah, don't stay away from the show because you gotta you gotta know what we're talking about. the The Jersey Shore is only safe from the comfort of your living room. Do you have any final things, Jackson? If you have the opportunity, go to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> uh, we need more content. Yeah, do something crazy. <laughs> Yeah, do something <laughs> wild there. Get on the news. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Well, I guess I can put an asterisk next to mine. Stay away from the Jersey Shore if you value your life and your relationships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't really. Just because, like, I as much as like this episode had a lot of finality to it, it's hard for me to like just have like a final thing to say about it. I guess. It's tough, but uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just, if I had any advice to give, I would say uh, don't treat your friends like shit, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're drunk, don't piss Ronnie off. Oh, yeah. Also, if you're, uh, don't be a bad person uh, to people that you're trying to 
like hook up with. That's another that's another one. That's my that's my final thing. Yeah, this is kind of like a show where the moral of the story is don't be like these people. Yeah, I think that's that's a good that's a good wrap them up. Well, that about covers uh this season. We've made it through uh one season of the Jersey Shore. Uh and we're about to head into a potential recap of season one is our next episode next Wednesday. Same schedule as always. I hope you'll join us there and we'll talk about our favorite fights, hookups, and horrible things that they've done. Like us on social media. You can follow us at Instagram at Gorilla Juice Cast. You can also follow us on Twitter at G Juice Cast. And we also have an email address that you can email us and let us know what you think. If you have any criticisms or compliments, and that is GorillaJuiceCast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us if you're like an old fuck that still emails people. Um, <laughs> if you were, let's let's think back to 2009. If you okay. were going to create a, an a, a aim handle for online messaging and you were one of these juice heads, what would your, uh, what would your aim handle be? I want to do Sammy, and I think it would be like lowercase x, uppercase x, underscore, sweetest bitch, but the I is a one, and the H is a four, underscore, capital X, lowercase x, and then her profile is something about meatballs. I would say for Vinny, he would have lowercase x, uppercase x, death to Smoochie. The movie? Uh, in, yeah, uh, in reference to the movie. Okay. Vinny's favorite movie. Lowercase x, uppercase x, death to smoochie, uh, 6969, uppercase x, lowercase x. Okay. No underscores? Not in this one. Okay. Uh, because I don't think there's that many death to snoo- uh, smoochies. There's probably none. <laughs> if I was gonna, if I was Polly D, it'd be like lowercase x, uppercase x, your mom's favorite DJ. <laughs> Uppercase X, lowercase X. <laughs>